Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. that I would show my love to myself is if I could buy one of those metal desk chair combos that I had in middle school so I could really give myself a good crack. You know what's funny about that statement that you just said? Yeah. We've, <laughs> we've done this podcast for so long that you have had the exact same fucking pipe dream of having a metal school desk i need it multiple times <laughs> over the course of time it's just how i feel is that wrong no it's listen you should chase your truth and your bliss one of these days i'm gonna find it at a thrift store <laughs> and i'm i'm gonna have the best adjusted back ever yeah fuck like you know New furniture and refurnishing and everything. Just get a what bunch of school. Room? Just get a bunch this of middle school <laughs> desk. You can crack your back on it anytime that you'd like. Yeah, and honestly, a public service, I think. It'll it'll provide you a great back adjustment as well as some good body dysmorphia. Yes, Welcome to my home. Hey. It's so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but for real though, I stand by that. I don't listen to any of our episodes. Uh, from the past because sure. that's not who I am anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know her, um, but I do agree with that statement. Yeah, so. listen, we love a consistent queen, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I I agree with that. Anyways, folks, adjust yourselves and your mindsets Ooh. and welcome to Into the Sky. Open your mind's eye, you know? <laughs> Open your third eye. We are recording on a fucking eclipse, so... Oh, true. We got some energy yeah. today. It's... Yeah, and also we're starting a new book that's literally called Blood Promise. So like, right? So there's a lot of our, layers going. Welcome on. to our episode's guest, Megan Fox and Machine Gun. <laughs> yeah, they're here. <laughs> yeah, in the space, spiritually, probably. Yeah, they're finally going to tell us what the promise is of their blood. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> who's to say? How are you? I'm vibing. You know. The world's oh. on fire, but still, I'm I'm persisting. I'm persisting. <laughs> yeah. Which feels like a more common uh, <laughs> response to that question that we, every week. But you know, it's fine. We're here. I do have a boo-boo update for you. A boo-boo Stewart update. <laughs> no, I thought, just tell me about your bruises. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. All of my cuts. This is a bruise update. Please tell me about boo-boo Stewart. As what we talked about a few weeks ago, had been watching Good Trouble, the ABC Freeform whatever show. Yes. And we are finally, like, caught up. So now we're at the point where it's, like, weekly for this new season. Holy shit. Thank you. We're, we're very impressive um, <laughs> at watching TV. <laughs> but this most recent season is where our good friend, Boo Boo Stewart, is a little featured character. And I had no idea who he was going to be, what his role okay. was. But he is here, and I'm delighted to tell you what his vibe is. Boo Boo is... <laughs> very cute he's very he, it's very hard to watch because he's like oh you're baby and he's not baby he's like a full adult man <laughs> when you sent me that photo i honestly almost 
shit my pants. In my mind's eye, he always looks like Breaking Dawn boo-boo. Right. Which is, he's baby. Right. So like Seth, my boy, my baby boy. (laughs) He's not baby. He's a man. He's a man. And I had to do double, like do a little double take. So I was like, I know he's coming. Like, I know he's going to be here. Is that him? Because I'm like, there's not a lot of like indigenous people on this program, to be fair. So I'm like, it's probably, you know, like, yes. And I was like, that's totally him. That's totally boo-boo. See, this is fucked up because, like, I feel like free form, honestly, I feel like every show, like, streaming service should steal, like, they should come together and they should steal what Amazon does, which is, like, when you click up, it tells you who's on screen. Oh, my God, it's so helpful. Like, if, if all of them do it, what can Amazon do? You know what I mean? Right. Seriously. Like, the amount of times I spent hastily IMDBing people, be like, oh, it was that that person in that thing from that play. Awful. Terrible. You know Amazon Prime Video had one person with ADHD. Right. (laughs) And the fact that it's probably, like, proprietary software really pisses me off. Yeah. So Boo Boo starts this off by being, like, an unhoused person. Okay, yeah. So, and there's, like, this new other guy in the little shared living community that the original crew that the Good Trouble's based in. He, like, is also a journalist or whatever. And he's, like, talking to Boo Boo and being like, let me tell you your story, whatever kind of vibe. And he kind of just, like, goes away for a little bit. He, like, kind of crashes at his couch. Yeah. And then one of the members of the Coterie notices him there, and he's dancing. Hello? Boo Boo, dancing. Get this. On the couch? No, not on the couch. He's, like, he, like, he goes out in, like, the middle of the night when he thinks no one is there. Cause he And this girl who sees him she's like we gotta find and he like notices that like she is looking at him and that he's he's a star we know a fox show we could put him on if it wasn't canceled yeah off rip the the big leap (laughs) but he's like oh man i got god and like they're they know i'm like crashing here i should leave and he just like dips and he's like you're never gonna see me again (laughs) get out of here no boo boo. i know i'm like no boo boo but then the girl who saw him is like i am doing this like burlesque show and this guy's actually very good at dancing so I got to like oh find him where he's living, wherever that may be, and bring him. And she does that. Operation Fine Boo Boo. And the dancing that Boo Boo does in this is incredible. He like does oh full like magic mic flips and stunts and like sexy, because burlesque, so they're all doing like little sexy moves or whatever. And they're like, yeah. we need a new star or whatever. And she's like, hey, what about Boo Boo? And he's like, I'm here. <laughs> And then he just becomes like the main thing of this production and does cute little dances. So that's, that's what Boo Boo's up to. It's very, he's very sweet. He's very good. He's got good moves. Holy shit, Boo Boo. Boo Boo's got moves. He's a dancing king. We love to see it. Little burlesque (laughs) king. (laughs) We love to see it. And he's just got like the full long hair and he's just like vibing. Now I'm invested, not enough to watch it, but enough to hear your recap. No, I will recap it for you. I don't want you to watch four seasons <laughs> just for a few episodes of Boo Boo, but I will do that for you, <laughs> you know? Okay, That's great. my purpose. I love that. Um, how are you doing, my friend? <sighs> I'm great. Thank you for asking. I've been watching as Seattle repaints the Space Needle. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> They're repainting the Space Needle back to its... OG color that it was 
during the World's Fair. Okay. And it's called Galaxy Gold. <laughs> but can I just be the first to tell you all, this color is not gold. <laughs> it's fucking orange. <laughs> oh, no. I've been watching over the last week because it's right outside my fucking office. Right. While they paint the tip of this Space Needle. This shit's orange. My happy thing to distract from fake colors is the new season of Selling Sunset came out. Yes. This is the only thing that I care about in my life. Um, it is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. No further sentence needed. <laughs> and I say that in a way, in like a loving way. Sure. Because I, I need... It's my emotional TV. support trash. <laughs> exactly. Um, because as we've talked about with Selling Sunset before, it's filmed really well. So it's very easy for me to consume. I watched, I think, all of it in a day because I just left it on. Mm-hmm. Um, the music this season, so bad. Yeah. Somehow, somehow worse. Because it's always been worse than it's ever bad. Been. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> the girl boss anthems are plenty. Are, are like algorithmically generated yeah. somehow. But it was it was exactly what I needed. I desperately always want more of the hills or more of Laguna Beach. And I know that that's impossible, but Selling Sunset kind of scratches that itch for me. Yeah, It's always a pleasure to watch the cast of Selling Sunset just be bad actors. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's just a, it's a constant light of my life to see them just be really annoying people. Yes. And I love that so goddamn much. Just the mess of it all. The drama. Mm -hmm. Everyone just being the worst possible human being. Yeah, except for Maya. Except for Maya. Maya Maya Innocent. Maya's probably the only good person there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think that uh, just watching that show and watching them try to have conversations on the phone and they're not because they're just have their iPhones open. Right. There's just a, a shot specifically of one of the dogs like wiping their ass <laughs> on the carpet in the office. Adults giving each other promise rings. Like it's just okay, so bad that, and I love it so much. <laughs> that moment was, everything about the show is bizarre, right? But I will watch so all bad. of it, correct? Um, of course, yeah. But that moment sent me over the edge because this poor girl is like i never see my boyfriend he's always in europe for work like we're not gonna be together yeah Yeah. who knows like we're never gonna be together like whatever and we've been together for a year and we're thinking about marriage which is already like what is happening what's going on here right yeah and then he shows up to her office to have like a very personal conversation about what their future looks like in front of all of their coworkers in the middle of yep, the hallway. They don't even go outside. And then just pull, pulls out a ring box and everyone- But doesn't get down on a knee. No, just crucially stand. is just standing there. <laughs> and meanwhile, everyone behind them, because again, there are like seven women in the office that are just staring at them, crouching. <laughs> looking at what's going on. And it's an on. open office, so what are they going right. to do? Right, they have, they're all, they all, there's no, nowhere else to look, you know? And this homeboy just, like, pulls out a promise ring. <laughs> and does the whole spiel of, like, I love you, I want to be with you forever. Right. And she's like, I'm shaking and crying and throwing right. it. Right. But it's literally just a promise it's just ring. just a promise <laughs> 
And like the product placements are so, they talked about Oreos so many times. So much Oreo discussion here. It's so weird, but I love it so much. Yeah. So I'm grateful for this show. Yeah. What? Bless this mess, you know? <laughs> truly, truly. Anyways, uh, if you need trash, it's highly recommended. Absolutely. So fucking good. Yeah. We just happened to moose boosh of current events this week. Could you update us on the Batman, please? Uh, yes, absolutely. We we have tweeted about it. We have also obviously talked about the Batman last week, um, and talking about like, ooh, what does the sequel look like? What are all these things? Whatever, whatever. Um, Matt just needed us to talk about the show, right? First, because you know Matt was being a little tepid before we weighed in on what on what this right. franchise would look like, right? Um, so thank God we finally stepped in and did our duty here. And Matt was like, "Bet, okay, so." We got Robert Pattinson back on for next movie. Let's go. Thank God. I mean, who's to say, you know, with uh, Robert and his wish-washy self. Right. Seeing as he's getting into some NFT <sighs> fuckery. Uh. Um, potentially. Yeah. Potentially. potentially. We don't know. We don't know. You know, it is Robert. Right. Famously lying. <laughs> famously famously a liar. But yes, I am very glad that we know in the upcoming sequel that Rob will be in that big ass suit again. Yeah, though we don't know if Zoe Kravitz will be back. I don't think that has been confirmed as I of don't, yet. I have not seen it either. Because also too, they're doing like a show about with like Colin Farrell's The Penguin, if I'm not mistaken. God damn I it. I think. But yeah, at least for the movie is concerned. I don't know what, who, who are our, our friends, who are Batman friends <laughs> coming yeah, into this right. film. That's annoying, but okay, sure. We will, we will have to see then. Hell yeah. I don't know that this is news <laughs> per se, so much as it just made me laugh. Sure. And so I wanted to share it with you. Um, but this was posted. It's on the Journal Inquirer. <laughs> and it is an announcement from the third quarter honor roll Hmm. at East Catholic High School in Manchester. (laughs) And I wanted to share this with you, specifically the 12th graders who got honors with distinction. Okay. Do you have this open? I do, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Okay, do you notice a name on that list that stands out to you? Bella Swan. (laughs) So I just wanted to give some big ups to Bella Swan, who's a 12th grader. Getting her honors with distinction. (laughs) Getting her honors with distinction at East Catholic High School for third quarter. Also, can we also acknowledge, too, that two other names on this list are John and Catherine Green? I I can. (laughs) We can talk about that, yeah. What is happening? What that tells me. Is that it is the year of our Lord right now, 2020. Sure. Um, theoretically, <laughs> this is an 18 year old. Yeah. So, what I understand by math yeah. there is that Bella Swan was born in, in 2004. Sure, yeah. So, that is, that's gotta be, that, I mean, that's a Twilight record. That has to, has to be. <laughs> I, it would be fucking wild if it wasn't. Congrat! I mean, you're killing the game. So, like, good job. Yeah. Will Stephanie Meyer pay for her college? Is the real question. I mean, Bella Swan. If you do not send a letter right. to Stephanie Meyer, 
I think you're missing out on a massive opportunity right. to get some free money. Also, like, what are the odds that this Bella Swan <laughs> was born before the first Twilight book came out? Because wasn't that 2005? I mean... Is she, is she the proto-Bella Swan? <laughs> she, <laughs> it, okay, so here's the thing, right? Like, she was born in... If my math is correct sure. here, she was born in 2004. Right. That... Twilight itself hmm. was published in October of 2005. So, I mean. So was she, I would sue her. <laughs> I would sue Stephanie. Yeah, get, get what's sue yours, girl. Like, get, get all your money. <laughs> I honestly, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Listen, you're about to be 18. Get, get it all. Yeah, get, get every last penny from Stephanie. <laughs> From using like, your name and likeness. Off my, <laughs> yeah, you're using my name and my likeness <laughs> and my intelligence. So um, we need to, you need to figure it out with my people. Oh my actually. God. That would be so funny. Stephanie Meyer gets sued <laughs> by the real Bella Swan. The real? The first Bella Swan. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah, that's great. I mean, good luck to you. Yeah, though. absolutely. And that's tough right. to do. So. <laughs> We have an email here from one of our listeners, from Danny. Hell yeah. With the, the email was titled Vampire Tulips Conspiracy <laughs> with three question marks. Okay. It says, hey fam, long time no email. I spent some time this past week in our glorious Pacific Northwest visiting some family. While there, we went to a tulip farm where there were tons of different breeds of tulips. I found one small patch amid the thousands of flowers that were labeled as vampire, and they have suspiciously similar colors to the flowers on the cover of New Moon. Did someone in the PNW wish to honor the OG PNW vamps in the form of tulips by creating a whole new breed of the flowers? Do these flowers drink the life out of other flowers in the field at night? Probably not, but there are too many signs here to just be a coincidence. Hope you're doing well, best Danny. Oh my gosh. And included a photo of said vampire tool. It really just does say vampire on, on the with, logo. With like a star, yeah. like a sparkly star. Mm. And I will say, Danny, you are correct. It has the same coloring yeah. as New Moon. Right, it is. So it's not just in your head. Very heads. similar, yeah. God, every time I look at tulips... I forget how yonic they are. You know what I mean? They are quite yonic, yeah. <laughs> Danny, I don't think that this is in your head. I think no. that, uh, I think you're on to something. Yeah. I don't know what, but something. Also, is that a tooth on the ground? Right, yeah. What, yeah, enhance. What is this image? <laughs> what is that? What the, is that a piece of packing popcorn? Right. Is that a tooth? What is that? <laughs> Did a vampire lose a? It's more clues. We gotta, we gotta blow this thing wide open. <laughs> so, Danny, you need to go back. I think that you were actually in an escape room. Um, hey, so this fourth book, yeah, um, published in two thousand nine. Yep. Just right, right in the the midst of that recession, you know. Right. <laughs> And really... Ferrer Rocher was like, I know something that will heal this nation. Sadness. I have Heartbreak. <laughs> I know we're all going through it right now. What if we all go through it together? Adventure. Yeah. Um, I don't remember 
did you say that you read these like when they came out? I I think I did for like the later ones. So probably in this era, yes. I think maybe the first okay. one or two, I probably they had already been out. But like by the time I read them there were once I was not on the book to book thing which was great because every book came out within like like two books a year basically <laughs> because Forever right, Share exactly. is a mad woman um so it really didn't so feel like we were getting to this point did you just skip the prologue me currently it's all just or... like n- no okay. you in the past, me in the past? Uh, 2009 you probably not I don't know okay I feel like I I don't know I feel like I would always read a, a, a prologue and an epilogue, <laughs> regardless of if I just read this whole thing. Um, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I just, I get it. Ferrero, right. I understand. Yeah. I feel like I choose to believe that Ferrero was told to make these prologues by gunpoint of like, yes you have to do it right if someone just grabs your book right they're not going to know anything like, about hi my They're name's gonna... rose hathaway i'm a vampire hunter <laughs> and here's what happened last week to me in my ideal world frail would say like the prologue would be this is the fourth book out of six yeah. go, so... open the, go open the first one you can't just skip you can't. <laughs> Just, you're missing out. On <laughs> um, but her editors were probably like, you can't do that. You should probably write something here. Yeah. So we get like so, a little TLDR. Here's what you missed on Glee, which we already know. We know. She's going to go f- right, hide, exactly. find, like go and find Dimitri and kill him because he's Sister Goy. And she's going to leave Lissa behind yeah. for a hot minute. She dropped out of school. And she's just going to make her own way. The only new really thing about this prologue is that she's in St. Petersburg, which is fun. And immediately when I, ow, um, when I read, <laughs> when I read that part, like the fucking soundtrack from Anastasia yes. started playing in my head and I was like, let's go. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm ready. This is, these are the vibes that this book is setting because, us up with, which I love. And that, that's the annoying thing about this prologue is like prologues, usually, this is how Ferrero set these up. Don't tell us any new information. Right. This one drops critical information and says, Mason told me some hot goss right. that Dimitri went to Siberia. Right. And it's like, when did yeah, he do like, that? Yeah, it's like, hey, because sorry. The last, time, <laughs> the last time that we saw Dimitri, or the last time that we saw Mason before he drifted off yeah. out of, to like go to wherever yeah. you go when you die, he was just like he just like pointed you onto the road so when did that happen right also from what we had seen mason unable to speak because he was a ghost yeah he spoke once right he spoke he once was very so tepidly what? um and was mostly nodding did he draw it in the ground right. what happened <laughs> he just draws a map of siberia <laughs> And Rose is like, what the fuck is this? I have no idea what this means. <laughs> and doesn't even, like, label it Siberia. He just draws a map of it, which would be incredibly fucked up to do, Mason. Yeah, Mason's like, well, maybe if you pay, played a lot more GeoGuessr, maybe you would have gotten it. So that's not my <laughs> bad, okay? That's on you oh. for not being geographically knowledgeable, okay? <laughs> yeah. And also this prologue is super angsty. It's like, because it starts off with this line from a poem, and it's like, if your eyes are closed, you don't know if you're dreaming or dead. And she's like, yeah, my life's kind of fucked up right now. Yeah. So my, I kind of have a sick and twisted mind right now. All right. Strap yeah. in. Okay. 
I'm freshly 18 and I'm full of problems. <laughs> and like, she is. Yes, correct. That's not, that's not incorrect. <laughs> it's just a really wild way to start this book to be like, you don't want to even be in my mind right now, but you are, so fucking buckle up. <laughs> God, she would have been awful to sit next to on a plane. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me tell you about the day I've had, okay? <laughs> Just a fucking broken spine of a really sad, angsty novel. Yeah. Just a zoon, just struggling. Yeah. Anyway, so we start on chapter one. Where are we? We are in the the bustling streets of St. Petersburg, baby. And Rose Absolutely. literally first jump is like, I'm being followed. Which not great, good start. Not a great place to be. Um and She's alone. She, no right. one knows where she no is. No one knows who she is. She has really no idea where she is. Doesn't really speak Russian at all. Um, and it's just... I don't know when she got her passport. Right. She's just her. vibing. Yeah, maybe some of Adrian's fucking hush money or whatever. <laughs> was able to pull a right. few strings, maybe. Um, and she's like, okay, that's concerning. She's vaccinated. Who's Right, who knows? <laughs> yeah, does she have all of her shots? We don't know, okay? We don't know. <laughs> um, and, she is just raw dogging life right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, because she's not, like, super nauseous, realizes that it's not, she's not being followed by, like, a strigoi or something, and just, like, kind of assumes it's a uh, hampier, and just, and she's like, okay, like, that's not great, but, you know, I'm laying low. Annoying, it's but annoying, okay. but it's fine, okay? We see the set of the nightingale, which is ooh. this, like, ooh, aristocratic, fancy, maroi nightclub place, um, which apparently has really shitty food because <laughs> Rose is always like, <laughs> I have to just eat caviar here and then like go to town on McDonald's later because this shit sucks and it's all they have. <laughs> Rose is like really dunking on Russian food. She goes pretty hard for this whole thing. And she's like, there's like elaborate chandeliers. There's fancy people. Um, you know, this is the place that I would go if I'm trying to get some information from Maroi or something. Sure. That's like the place to be. Um, and she does need information because she has no fucking clue where Dimitri's hometown is in Siberia or where he would be and what, how we, she would get there. Anything. Has no idea. Yeah, I feel like I am assuming that Mason told Rose about Siberia prior to her leaving the country. Yeah. So I feel like it was pretty wild that Rose wasn't like, hey, Adrian, while I'm asking you all of these favors, because that's like what we saw at the end of the last right. book, that she wasn't like, who are your contacts in Russia? Right. Do you have anyone? Because she was already having to kind of uh, like flirt with him to get money and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's... I mean, I, and I understand why from an author's perspective she's doing this, but, like, I feel like it's wild that Rose wouldn't be like, I need to know who your contacts are here to make this more efficient. Right, because now she's just just faffing around, <laughs> you know, just trying yeah, to... Yeah, she's just hoping she'll run into someone. Right. Which is wild. And puts her in, like, dangerous positions, right? Because she's just, like, Absolutely. alone. And, you know, she's making a whole point of, like, you know... If people are looking for her, right? And if she's like the main character of St. Vladimir's that just dropped out and left and went to fucking Russia, um, you know, could put her in some some fucky situations, you know? Right. And if it's Janine, like if Janine has found right. out, 
I feel like that would be, I mean, we don't really know if Janine would be like, you know what? Fuck yeah. it. Or would care. Out. <laughs> yeah, right. Or if she would care and be like, I'm going to tell all of my contacts across the world. Here's what my daughter looks like. If you see her, drag her ass back right. to me. Yeah. Because either one is completely plausible. Yes, absolutely. She also sees someone that looks like Lissa, which broke my heart a little bit. Just like some blonde yeah. woman. And she was like, oh, damn it. I miss my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because she was like, I don't even know if I would want her here. Right. With me right yeah. now. She's got to do, she's got to go her own way, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting, though, because she does finally see... Um, some people come in. Yeah, she finally gets like that. Seeing groups like regulars, like Maroy and their guardians, and they're all like pretty, you know, close together and stuff. But she notices these like two dudes, two two Maroy guys showing up pretty regularly late at night. You know, where the party happens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wearing fancy little suits, doing fancy little things. And they have their their babes with them, whatever. <laughs> and uh, she notices that, like, yeah, there's, like, always women with these dudes. Like, they always have their, their babes in hand, you know. And, like, they never go home alone. And there's, like, you know, hampier women kind of come up and in. There's, like, a bunch of different, like, the ladies are out. They're coming. They're being, it's their night to party, right? And she keeps being like looking over from the bar or from her little table. And it's like, I want one of these fucking dudes to just be alone for a second <laughs> or, you know, just to talk. I just got to talk. Okay. Um, but they're never really unattended. Um, and she's like, okay, well maybe then I can like go up to all of them and pitch my case, yeah. which bad choice, <laughs> bad, bad choice, bad idea. Didn't work at all. Bad idea. Um, but she doesn't even get to do that because one of the ladies uh, goes up and to the bar and she's like, oh, what if I just talk to... Perfect, this is my What chance. if I just talk to a woman? Great, be great. Don't even have to worry about any of that shit. And so she goes up and immediately this woman is like, don't. <laughs> no. Like she's being like, oh, do you speak English? And she's like, yeah, okay, what do you want? She's like, I need to know about this place. Like, do you have any information uh, this bunch of vampires there in Siberia. Do you have any tea? And she's just like, don't, don't do it. Let it go. You never, you never saw me. You never spoke Whatever to me. Whatever you're thinking, stop, stop it. it. Just don't fucking do it. And Rose kind yeah. of like loses her cool a little bit, probably because she's been out doing these late nights every night in a row for the past, I would, who knows how long. Um, and yeah. it just finally has a chance and in, and it's just like breaks down. It's just like, please, no, please. I just, this is important. There's a man. I just need, I need this. Can you just help me? Which was the wrong answer because this hampier woman is like, you, you're doing this for a man. Yeah, she's like, fuck no, that. You're but, too young. Yeah, no. <laughs> Go do something else with your life because I think that the hampier woman thinks that uh, Rose wants to like work there right. and isn't trying to find someone. Right. And Rose is like, no, fuck. No, like, Ooh, I'm God. trying to find someone who's there. Um, and like, you obviously know what I'm referring to. Tell me everything. Right. And so she's causing a scene. Causing a scene. Yeah. And then this dude comes up, this guardian dude. Um, 
And he's like, do we have a fucking problem here? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, okay, what if I just turn on the flirt charm? My legs look great in this dress. I'm looking to party. How about I just, you know, sell myself here, right? And they're just like... Yeah, I need info. Yeah, and they're like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Who are you? Bye. You know, she's like, "Ah, so close. But no cigar. <laughs> like maybe you're, you know. I'm glad she decides to leave though before they make her leave. Right. Yeah. And she's like, I thought I was gonna get kicked out, but nope. I just was able to do my little little walk out, my strut, <laughs> and just yeah. act totally cool and professional. Which is why I think that she assumed that the guardian she was talking to mm-hmm. was the person that is that was following, following her. her. Right. Um, yeah, and she's walking out, notices, can still hear the footsteps behind her, and she's like, motherfucker, I've had a day. Can I, I don't want whatever the fuck I mean, this is. I like, long heels, I'm in a dress, I'm uncomfortable. Right, like this. I'm not getting information. Don't, don't push me right yeah, now. Yeah, just like, fuck off. Um, and so she's like, you know what, I've had it. And like, turns around, and it's like, fists up, and it's like, listen, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. Who the fuck are you? Um... But it was not the dude from the club. It was a woman. A human woman. A human woman. A human woman. Which makes Rose be like, huh? What the? <laughs> Sorry? Why are you following me? Who the fuck? What the fuck is this? Um, Especially when the woman, um, she, I guess she calls her a girl. Yeah. But I think they're like the same yeah. age. Um, they're both adults. And the the girl is like, it's you. Like, she mm-hmm. acts like she knows who Rose is, which confuses Rose even more. Right. And she's like, you're the one who's been leaving all of those Dracoid bodies all over the city. And she's like, uh, what? Hello? Uh, how do you know anything? You're human. This what is very, you're doing this very casually. I don't know what's going on. And this girl is very funny. And she's like, you can't just do that, okay? Like, you're making my life really hard. It's a pain in the ass. Like, I gotta clean all of your shit up because you're killing all these Dragoi and you're not even disposing of them properly. Like, it's fucked up and This rude. internship is, like, hard enough Right, like, I'm already grinding is. out here. Like, I'm getting... I'm not even being paid, really, to just do all this work for the whole city. And you're just, like, making my job really hard. Can you just help me out here? And Rose is like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) What are you saying? It's like, yeah, I, what, who the fuck are you? Her name is Sydney. And she is. She's an alchemist. Alchemist. Obviously. Duh. And Rose is like, what the, what, what, what? And Sydney's like, you don't, this is a prank? Like, am I being pranked by my, my internship? Like, what the fuck? What do you mean? What? Like. We should, what do you mean you don't know what who do you I mean? am? Like, what's going on? Um, but before they can get really any info, uh, fucking Rose gets her spidey sense. <laughs> hey, we got a Strigoi. Come. Coming for us. <laughs> and it's very clear that, like, Sydney knows some stuff. Right. But does not know how to, like, watch out for Strigoi. Yeah. Because when this chapter starts... Sydney's like, whoa. Yeah, hey, like, whoa. Has very clearly, like, never seen a Strigoi before. Right. Because, naturally, Rose is able to, like, take down the Strigoi very quickly. Right. Yeah, so... Th- and Sydney's like, uh, what? Is that what... Whoa. Oh, I've never seen one of them, like, killed before. Yeah, which is, like, 
Rose like hello but <laughs> we need we have it's like breaking her brain right, cuz it's she like doesn't this is a whole like, new thing like a whole new relationship with something that like a human especially that has like a bunch of knowledge about those things that she's been kept secret with the whole time like right. it's like her brain is short circuiting you know post killing the you know post the endorphins of killing the Strigoi in front of her and being like hell yeah that's what's up <laughs> but like she's just like what is happening here can we talk like <laughs> yeah and also it's very funny because they're like okay let's go and like get food or whatever but before that um <laughs> rose is like you can't just leave right. this dead body like, here you're gonna leave this guy again and rose is like what do you want me to do this dude is huge i <laughs> can't just for me bring him to my home and dispose of him like i can just put him by the dumpster or something if that'll make you happy right. but i'm not gonna like what the fuck do you want me to do? And Sydney's like, ugh, fine. You, you're pl- still playing dumb kind of vibe. And just does this little, yeah. like, magical <laughs> thing um, where, like, sprinkles... She grabs, like, a fucking, what looks like a health shot right. out of her... Yeah, sprinkles some, like, uh, batch, some fancy dust <laughs> over. It will yeah. get some droplets on there or whatever. And immediately this, like, strogoid just, like, gets encased like a cocoon and just shrinks into this like tiny little ball and rose is like huh what <laughs> what the hell were you doing what yeah it's got to be like uh like lie but magic or something because it just it's just like dust it just like right turns into dust right. and sydney's like you still don't know like what i thought they told you all this you know in school like when you graduate like that what i do what we're all in this what we're doing yeah and rose is like oh funny story about that though uh <laughs> i did not did not do that uh i am a dropout so i missed out i think on a few things <laughs> so yeah and sydney's like rose is just as confused as sydney is right. because sydney's like i don't understand like you just took down one of those things and you didn't graduate yeah. i don't understand like what the so like okay Clearly, we, we need to talk. Is a place that we can go and, like, get some food? Because I'm starving, and we can just, like, figure out what the fuck is happening right now. Yeah. So, finally, Rose is able to eat what she considers to be real food. Yeah, she gets here. really horny for this fried chicken. It's <laughs> just, like, fucking thank this, this, like This Russian place has, like, American food and Russian food yeah. here. Even though Sydney, who apparently can speak full Russian... Right orders a cheeseburger what the fuck so yeah again for not doing a lot of uh justice for russian cuisine <laughs> i mean i'm i'm sure that there are russian people who also eat cheeseburgers sure yeah but it's just like okay right <laughs> i mean we do find out like sydney's also from utah US, yeah right so, <laughs> like they're what it's fine whatever. yeah whatever <sighs> so this conversation it's just like Rose, like they they are silent for quite a bit of time. I guess they're waiting for the the yeah. other one to speak first, <laughs> kind of vibe. Um, and Rose yeah. is like, "So are you gonna fucking tell me what the hell is going on? Like who the fuck you are?" Um, <laughs> and Sydney's so like, "I told you, I'm an alchemist." Um, and Rose, very funny comeback out of context, is like, "I don't know what that is. Is that some Russian word?" Which oh my god, incredible, just chef's kiss. And they basically just... go through the lore of alchemy, you know, Middle Ages, <clears throat> spinning shit into gold, 
all these things. Yep. Um, and apparently, alchemists who were humans sort of did deals with vampires um, to, like, sort of... Clean up their messes. To, yes, to clean up the messes and sort of keep... Mostly with a pre- presumption of keeping humans safe. In general. Yes. Right? But also having a co-working relationship of cleaning up all that stuff. Yeah. And it also sounds like alchemy... The alchemists are also, um, like, generational. Yeah. Similarly to guardians. Mm-hmm. Um because when Sinise shows her, like, golden tattoo that's made from Meroy blood, yeah. um, it feels very clear that, like, this is not just a, um, like, a working relationship, but it's a, it's like an agreement. Yeah, it's, it's like, like passed past down. Yeah, it's thing. like old school. Yeah, exactly. You know, <clears throat> from treaty shit. You know, it's like way I bet back. that tattoo looks cool as fuck. Yeah, the way it's described, it's like just like a gold shimmery little tattoo on your face. It's like, that seems sick. <laughs> like, or like on her neck or whatever. I don't remember where it was. Um, yeah, I'm, I can't remember. But it was cool. <laughs> I don't know why I assumed it was on her arm. But it I, might be your arm. I think I just skipped. <laughs> I just... She just says, like, she touched the yeah, tattoo. Yeah, okay. But I don't think that it... Well, it's very sick. Oh, her lower left cheek. Oh, yeah. So Fuck from, yeah. Okay. It is on her face. What the yeah. fuck? That feels like a really... Maybe it's small. Then, yeah, I think it's probably like super small. Very... Yeah interesting yeah. yeah i don't know why i just assumed it was on her arm or somewhere she could conceal it yeah she's like hello ding <laughs> she's got a cool face tat yeah. um and there sydney is a very interesting character because you can tell she has like a lot of reservations about just even talking with rose in general um and she reminds me of lissa's cousin but like before she became a bitch uh, um, <laughs> yeah uh, like, was it, what was her name? Natalie? Natalie, yeah. Where it's like very, she reminds me, she's like very by the book, like nerd. Right. Um, because the way that she describes, it's like very binary, mm-hmm. I guess, is the way that she describes stuff. Because she says like, part of the lore is that alchemists don't interact. Right. Like with Hampiers, they don't really interact with Maroy. Like, they just clean up the messes and then they have to, like, stay the fuck away from essentially everyone. Yeah. Um, And that freaks Rose's bean. It's like, what the... How are we not aware of each other? Like, why are we, like, not together... Like, working together in, like, a tangential way? Like, because, you know, noted, too, that, like, you know, humans can be, like, assets to Strigoi in the same way they can be assets to... uh, Hampiers and and Roy and everything. Um, just being like, right, right. if they knew, you know, what was going on, maybe that would seem like better for every. Like we'd have more people. It'd be like easier to do this, you know, like that whole thing. Yeah. And there's like this whole compulsion aspect of it too that Sydney has, where like it literally like stops her from talking about information, like sensitive information, which is so wild to to other people, which is like, yeah, nuts. And I, apparently, this is something, I guess, like, after the field experience that, like, right before they graduate, they learn about. 
um, that's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, the whole network you of might run into alchemists. someone. Yeah, you might run into someone who like knows about this, but like don't really interact with them, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but what interests me so much is like, so Sydney's very by the book, mm-hmm. and it's not just the alchemy that is like a generational thing that is like part of her family line um but it's also a, like a religious mm-hmm. thing for her because there's this thing and I, I think that like rose is just like struggling to comprehend all of this at one time yeah. but um rose finally asks like why do you want to stay away from us like aside from the fact that that's like part of your job like why do you do right. it and sydney's like it's our is our duty like to god to protect the rest of humanity from evil she says evil creatures of the night and touches her collar where there's a cross there and i think rose initially is like oh yeah uh, yeah strigoi got it we do that too so i don't understand why you would want to stay away from us and she's like no you guys are bad too (laughs) yeah and then it like sinks into rose that she's like wait a are you talking about all of that? Like me and some Roy too? What? And so this idea that, that apparently, I don't know if it's just Sydney or if it's like all alchemists are taught that like everyone, everyone is considered to be evil to them that aren't humans. Like they're all, is like wild. And yeah, they are like, I guess, unnatural if you're using natural meaning human like if if human is considered the baseline here um but it's just wild that it's like you are equating hampires and Roy to be the same as like Strigoi yeah and that's very interesting and that's like the first time Rose has been like ever been called like you know unnatural right yeah of, like, her life because she's like that's what i was born into and this is my life like this is the that's what i've always been told this is what it is and that's that we have a service in the same way that sydney has right. like what the fuck yeah. and it's just like <sighs> and i think that this is definitely not where i expected this book to start mm-hmm. um and it's it's very interesting to because i think that frere rocher has been very i think overt in the way that, um, in how, like, the metaphors of Hampires. And I feel like bringing in alchemists now as this, like, other subset is a twist that I was not anticipating. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see how this goes. Yeah, I'm interested in this little relationship here. (laughs) Well, especially because Rose is like, okay, so you think I'm bad? Sure, fine, like, whatever. Right. Um, but are you, like, connected? Like, what's your contact list? Right, like, do like? you... You said you're here on an internship, so who do you know? <laughs> do you got people in Siberia? <laughs> like, what's right, exactly. the vibe? And she's like, well, also, very funny, for a moment, she, like, goes to the bathroom, <laughs> and Rose is like, think she'll hate it if i eat her fries <laughs> i'm kind of really craving oh yeah because sydney's like not eating no she's like she's like she took like two bites of her burger 
but then was just like holding her fries and just letting them get cold. And Rose is like, what the fuck? This is a waste of right. food. Like, come on. I've, I'm starving here. Um, and so she's like, I'm just going to take a couple. And she's in the bathroom. <laughs> and Donald is going to notice. And she comes back. First thing she says, did you take some of my fries? <laughs> and she's like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> there were so many. <laughs> she's like, uh, no, I'm not evil. I'm not, I'm not an evil vampire. Please <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm good, I swear. Oh. Please trust me and uh, help me figure out where Dimitri is. Although I won't tell you. That's who I'm looking for. But And apparently she does know that town yes. that uh, Rose is looking for. Um, but she's not going to tell Rose where it she's is. She's going to take her herself. <laughs> bum, bum. These two are... Hilarious. So funny. The road trip that uh, is about to happen? <laughs> Incredible. Is going to be... Um, is going to be interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. Yeah. So we've got chapters three and four next. Um, and I'm, I'm hooked. I'm, I'm in it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we will see. We got some great patrons. Hell yeah. Would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minton. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Ah. Ooh. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Ooh. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Clara Bellicott. Thank you to Katya Karp. Ooh. Thank you to Hannah Dragomir. Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Abby Ivashkov. Ooh. Thank you to Maddie Fashionelli. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, your mom, all of our moms. Kelly Beck. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Thank you to Lara Forty. Ooh. Thank you to Dan Zeckler. Thank you to Maria Swan. Ooh. Thank you to India Beach. And last but not least, thank you to Emily Ozera. Ooh, I have another fanfiction that was sent in by India Peach. Ooh, India Peach coming with so <laughs> many fanfictions. Let's go. This is by the author um, Maras. It's M and then it's Errors. So who's to say? Um, this is titled Bats in the Attic. Um, and this is a Bruce Wayne slash Ed Nashton fan fiction. Ooh. 
the summary is <laughs> a not so slow burn of the Riddler and Batman from the 2022 movie specifically. Notes, they are in love because I say so. Uh, this is from chapter one. Nice. Bruce got up and entered into the back of the asylum. It was surprisingly quiet near the visiting cell. That being said, once he entered the cell, it normally wasn't. Ed could be talkative. And it would always be about almost nothing. What his new favorite food was, or whatever drama was going on with the, within the asylum. Bruce rarely found it annoying, though. He saw fucked up shit when he worked. His nights were filled with violence and crime. So it was refreshing to hear Ed talk about how he thought someone was secretly stealing his jello cups. The guard leading him led him down a different hall this time. Bruce reluctantly followed, not asking questions. He was led into a different room this time. Instead of the familiar glass screen between them, it appeared to be more of an investigation-style room. Ed sat in a table at a chair, his binded hands laid in his lap. He looked up at Batman, giving him one of his big smiles. The door closed behind Bruce. He inspected the room, moving to rest his arm on the chair across from Ed. Hi, Batman, Ed said excitedly, swinging his feet. Like the new room? Yeah. Batman's eyes finally met Ed's. How'd you pull this off? The Riddler giggled. Well, I've been really good here while I was here, so I asked if this could be my treat. You wanted a new visiting room? Batman asked questionably. Yeah, well, I felt like I couldn't hear your voice too well throughout that thick glass. Batman curiously looked back to the camera in the corner. He didn't know this room well enough yet, but he was pretty sure the cameras in here were supposed to be blinking. Oh, you noticed I cut the cameras in here too, Ed smiled. Very observant, as always. Why did you do that? Batman glanced back at Ed. What, cut the cameras? Well, uh... I really just wanted some privacy. What if I wanted to tell you something personal? End scene. Damn. Okay. So, if uh, apparently this has the hashtag RiddleBat, so if that is your thing, <laughs> apparently Archive of Your Own is the place to go for that. Yeah. Godspeed. <laughs> it is, that is your home for that kind of content. Thank you to India Peach for making me read less embarrassing words this time. Yes, we it's very much appreciated. <laughs> um, as always, we provided you a great selection of television this week, yeah, um, including our bonus Jonas. So enjoy that. Ooh, yes. Um, if you're a patron, and if you're not, why not? Yeah, it's fun. It's a great time. It's a new month. You get lots of content. You still have a ton of time to get your library book and to tell a friend. Catch up on chapters. Hell yeah. Those are all the other announcements I have. Otherwise, as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.